You're listening to the Serena Hess Podcast, Episode 3. Today, I got to interview one of my favorite friends in the world, Morgan Pence. Morgan is six weeks away from graduating at Azusa Pacific University, where she plans to continue into a field of production accounting. That includes things like working with Fashion Week LA behind the scenes for their financial side. In this episode, we talk about a lot of different things, including is it possible to pursue your passion and have a stable job, and even sacrificing what you love to make a living. We also talk about refusing to accept no as an answer to our dreams. I can't wait to dive in. It's a real good one. So I guess tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, my name is Morgan Pence and I am a current college student at Azusa Pacific University. When I graduate, I'll be working at an audit firm um, and I'm really excited about it um, because it's a huge stepping stone in my bigger career goals. I want to end up in fashion and entertainment, but doing accounting for those industries and yeah so I'm excited for the next adventure I graduate in like six weeks so time's coming close (laughs) fighting and then where are people most likely to find you on your days off like when you're not doing schoolwork or just like relaxing or what are you doing (laughs) yeah I go to LA pretty frequently because I work with Fashion Week LA so I'm down there pretty often to help them out with things so I'll be in LA and like even though it's kind of a work thing I consider it a day off in a way because it's just so fun to go down there and hang out with everyone and be productive, but also be um, participating in an industry that I really enjoy working with. Yeah. And then on days that I'm like super, super off when I don't have anything, I love going to coffee shops and just sitting, listening to music or going out with friends. I guess, yeah, we go back to LA a lot too, just going to like little Tokyo and Chinatown Mm -hmm. and all the like little cities and getting some good traditional food from different (laughs) places. So yeah. So when you go to the like the fashion shows, what it what are you doing there? Like what's your role? Yeah, so I don't actually work at the fashion shows. I work more behind the scenes, so in the offices that run the event. Um, so I do accounting for them and organize finances and that kind of thing and also help a little bit out with planning for the future as far as okay, what is um it look like to get a system up and running for tracking finances that is going to be um, helpful in keeping things going as they should. So yeah, more office oriented, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's still really fun. I'm a nerd. I love accounting and finance and numbers and all that. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it definitely takes a team. Like it can't all be like the glitz and glamour on the runway, you know, mm-hmm. people behind them supporting and making sure like it runs smoothly. So I think that's still an important role to play (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's still so fun like the Mm -hmm. people that I work with are just amazing and are just all super passionate about like things like closing the wage income gap between the designers who make the clothes and the people who work in the factories actually like producing the clothing ending animal cruelty just a bunch of other like social issues that they're super passionate about so being able to be a part of that is really cool Mm -hmm. being around like inspired people exactly yeah yeah So let's shift gears a little bit. So you are kind of like immersed in the fashion industry and the accountant side and that kind of thing. But like, what about a time in your life where you kind of like weren't sure where you were going or where maybe you experienced like failure and you were like, can you talk to me about a time like that? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So like three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) To be exact. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I actually just found out 
like kind of what path I need to take to get to where I want to go. And so like, and that was literally three weeks ago. Cause before that I was a college senior having no idea what I was going to do after graduation, super stressed out. Um, not really certain of the path that was like the path for me. And so I was just reaching out to my personal network and trying to figure it out, talking to friends, family members. I'm a Christian, so praying um, and just really trying to seek wisdom from the people around me regarding what I was supposed to do and what steps I needed to take to get to where I wanted to go. And something that people kept telling me was if you know, you just need to take a job and like whatever job it is, even if you hate it, like just take it. Like you need to make a living, have benefits, yada, yada, yada. All the things that people typically tell you, you know, when you're about to graduate and you're (laughs) supposed to spread your wings and be on your own. But I just didn't want to accept that as the answer because Mm -hmm. I'm very like goal directed. And I want to think that everything that I do is going to help me achieve what I want to achieve in life. And so the idea of taking a job just for the sake of taking a job, it was not appealing to me at all. So I kept thinking about it and um, just again, talking to people and the idea of just going back into audit, which I had done previously. So audit is like a different kind of sector of accounting, but it's a really great field to go into and it opens a lot of doors. And it's also something that I actually really enjoy doing. Um, You get to meet a lot of people. You're not working in one office. Like you get to go out to different clients. So you get to travel a little bit. And that's something that I actually really enjoy. But the thing about that position is that I would, I am able to get a license that I need to go and do production accounting for fashion week or entertainment companies and that kind of thing. So finding this niche that's a really great stepping stone into my future, but also does all the, okay, you need to, you know, make a living for yourself and get benefits and all that. So provides everything that I need, but is also a tangible step in getting to where I need to go. So in that time, definitely super stressed out and like, yeah, I just had no idea what I wanted to do, but like seeking the help that I needed and Mm -hmm. just really thinking about what's going to benefit my future the most, not just thinking about the short term, hey, I need to get X, Y, Z, but okay, in the long run, what does it look like now to make those steps to get to the place that I want to be? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think a lot of people in their 20s, actually, they're kind of like, oh, like overwhelmed, not sure what to do because you're supposed to have like it all together and you're supposed mm-hmm. to have <laughs> what we think, you know, what our perception is. And I, I'm, I almost feel like with adults, like grownups, I don't know, <laughs> they, they're like, oh, yeah, like pursue your dreams, pursue your passions. But when it sounds like kind of crazy, like, oh, I want mm-hmm. to Uber, oh, I want to create a startup there, they kind of like go, ah, like maybe you should do something a little safer. But like, mm-hmm. if something's your passion, like you should probably go for that, you know, not yeah. what you were saying, like you weren't okay with that being the answer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so hard to like kind of take that step of faith and chase after like the things that you want to, to chase after, but ultimately like you're not going to be happy with your life and like the outcome of it. If you're not doing what you absolutely want to do, like if you're not waking up every day and like making tangible steps towards the thing that like, if you could think of like anything you want to do, whether that's a job or even just like a hobby, like Mm -hmm. you want to climb out Everest, you know, like, yeah, whatever that looks like for you, like you have to seek it out. And like, it's extremely hard because a lot of, I mean, like you just said, like parents and people who are typically in the generation ahead of ours, they 
don't understand the connection between seeking your passion and having that stable job, but we live in such a different world and it's completely possible for people to connect their passions with their career and make a living and be very successful. And so, yeah, yeah, just having that mindset and like being unwilling to give up, you know, you have to like put in the hard work and seek out your connections and, um, yeah, just do everything you can to get there. And I think, although I'm not like a huge fan of the whole, oh yeah, like everyone can achieve anything they want to, if they just believe like, (laughs) okay, yeah, believe, but also like put in the effort that is necessary to get to where you want to go. Yeah. I, I really agree with that. And I think people who feel stuck don't know, you know, I think if they work really hard, love what they're doing and they put in the work, I feel like they can start to see results. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So switching into habits, what are some of your daily habits and routines that positively impact your day and kind of like give you a refreshment for the day or like, you know what I mean? Refresh your attitude. Yeah. Number one is definitely quiet time. <laughs> um, I'm an introvert. So like I, as much as I love people, I have to have time to just kind of sit alone and process through my day and just, yeah, take that time for myself. So that usually looks like waking up and making my cup of coffee and sitting at the kitchen table. Me and my friends just moved into um, this little condo and it has a really great view of just other houses. And yeah, I just sit at the, that table looking out and just mm-hmm. thinking or sometimes I'll read or journal, like scroll through Instagram. I know that's not normally something that people think (laughs) is a good habit, but, um, I really love like looking at little fashion blogs and travel blogs and just think seeing what's out there and Mm -hmm. kind of being inspired by that. Do you have any like books or podcasts that you listen to daily or that you're reading right now that like kind of inspire you for the day? So I'm horrible at reading. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't do a ton oh, of reading. No. Um, I do like podcasts, but I don't have any that I'm like super into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the biggest thing as far as like getting inspiration would honestly just be like talking to people. Um, mm-hmm. I probably have like three, two to three coffee dates a week um, with different people. Yeah. Um, whether that's just to catch up or like hear about what's going on in their life. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to just be talk like communicating with different people and hearing or even having conversations with people who have different perspectives from you and that kind of thing. I think that's where I like receive most of my inspiration because I know that I don't have it all together. And I know that, um, a lot of my opinions and beliefs and things are probably inaccurate or are like part of a, a minority, you know what I mean? There's just a lot more out there than like what's in my head. And so being able to go out and talk to people and kind of expand my knowledge of the world and my knowledge of different perspectives, um, is one of the like best resources or ways that I can like experience growth. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two to three coffee dates is a lot. I'm <laughs> like, I'm probably good for like one coffee date a week, maybe two, <laughs> every two weeks. <laughs> Like, maybe I have too much time on my hands. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because I don't know. I like I like my home. <laughs> yeah, home is good, too. Like I said, I sit at my kitchen table every morning just drinking my coffee by myself, too. So I'm a coffee addict. Mm-hmm. It's like two or three cups a day. It's awful. I need to cut back. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I um, So you know how people, when you're, like, 
for high in high school, for example, when you look mm -hmm. at people, they have like everything going on for them. They're going to like a prestigious school. They have they're from a wealthy family. When you see that, do you think that being successful depends on like the environment that you were raised in? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I definitely speak from experience. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in like pretty much a Christian home. Uh, but my father, he struggled with alcoholism um, and like smoking marijuana and all of that. And mm -hmm. there were definitely times that were amazing in my childhood. And I don't want to negate that, but um, there were also some really, really hard times. And growing up, I had a lot of just distorted views of who I was as a person who I like could be in light of like where I've come from, mm -hmm. um, what expectations other others had of me and like what was actually expected of me, um, just in general. And so, um, yeah, I've just had a lot of like hardship in that, um, respect and, for me, I mean, obviously I'm not like the most successful person in the world or anything, but I like to think that I turned out okay. And, mm -hmm. um, despite the hardships that I had when I was younger, I think that I've been able to come from that and learn from those things. And it's been an incredibly hard journey. Um, but it's something that in ways I'm thankful for because I have learned just so much about what it looks like to develop good relationships with people, what it looks like to love myself and like be able to be in whatever place I need to be in. You know, if I need to be upset, like I'm going to be upset, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to take time for myself to process through things and, um, what it looks like to understand what I deserve. Um, and whether that's in relationships or in, um, just like various circumstances in a workplace, um, how I deserve to be treated. Yeah. So I definitely think that success can be achieved even if you come from like, whether that's like, I don't know, like an unconventional family or, um, a family where abuse existed, um, just any number of things, or even if you came from a wealthy family, but you just didn't feel loved by your parents or there's so many, um, backgrounds that people have. Everyone comes from a different experience, but we choose how we're going to react to those situations. Mm -hmm. And again, not to say that that's not tough. It's incredibly tough, but it's possible to overcome those things and reach whatever measure of success that you set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that's really true. I mean, like, Oprah's story, for example, like she had an incredibly hard situation when she was growing up. Her mom had her when she was 13 mm. and then Oprah got pregnant at 13. So like repeating history mm -hmm. and, and Oprah had a miscarriage at 13. And so then they put her like in an insane, insane ward, insane asylum or like, like for the mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And she was there for a little bit, but it was actually full. So they kicked her out of there. <laughs> wow. I actually did not know all that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either until recently. And then like just hearing all that. And like when I was listening to this, it was a Tony Robbins podcast. And he was saying, yeah, like that was Oprah. And I was like, what? Like that was Oprah? And like <laughs> looking and seeing all that she's accomplished now. It's like, well, really? Like a lot of times people go, oh, well, my parents, you know, they – 
they're like this. So I want to mount to that. Or like, they just look at where they came from. They're like, there's no way that I could do that. And it's like, well, Oprah mm-hmm. did that, you know, like, why, yeah. why can't you do something amazing like that? Or like, you know what I mean? Why can't, like, what, why not? What's the reason against it? So I think like what you were saying when we like shift and like, you can choose what you do with that kind of thing, you know, with your situation. Mm-hmm. It's a choice, even though it is hard. Yeah. It's still a choice. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think, like, the feelings that you have necessarily about, like, where you came from or how you grew up, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think the feelings are a choice, but I think what you choose to do with them is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely work through feelings and emotions for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. (laughs) You You don't have to stay there is kind of, like, what I'm thinking you know yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's your choice if you stay there (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah don't just hide out in your room being angry at the world forever like go out of your house and change it if you don't like it yeah (laughs) so speaking of oprah (laughs) yeah (laughs) who okay if you were sitting on an airplane who would be like who would you want next to you like a favorite celebrity or like a social media influencer or like like your favorite per like favorite person in the world that you'd want to talk to who would that be right now oh, that's <laughs> so hard it doesn't have to be like oh my gosh my most favorite person but like it would be cool to have this person there you know what i mean yeah hmm <laughs> wow there's just like so many people mm-hmm. you just want to rack their brain <laughs> yeah Honestly, this is, like, a newer person that I've, like, come across, but Dua Lipa, she's a new pop star. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you've heard of her. Um, yeah, she just has a super interesting story. She moved out of her house when she was 15 years old and loved music and pursued that and has hit global, like, charts and so- with her music. And so mm-hmm. I think it would be just really interesting to sit down with her and kind of hear about her background and, like, what – like has driven her to become so successful and like what has like inspired her passion for music. Um, I'm a huge music person. So I just, yeah, hearing from musicians and um, being able to understand where they come from and why they're like pursuing um, what they've pursued and kind of hearing the stories behind their music. I would love to just, yeah, sit with her and hear about her life just cause yeah, it's so interesting. It's unconventional, but she's done kind of like we were talking before, like she's come from mm-hmm. this background that's incredibly hard, but she's pushed through that and has persevered and has like just lived such a successful life and is living a successful life. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to sit with her and talk to her about stuff. <laughs> what is her name again? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. I think I've heard of her yet. I'll have to look her up. Yeah. She was relatively newer. I think her first album came out in the beginning of 2017 or 2016 maybe mm-hmm. yeah but she's incredible i love her music i definitely recommend giving her a listen <laughs> it's so funny because the people who have like the hardest stories have the most like inspiring stories at the same time mm-hmm. you know? yeah like that's that's yeah that's amazing because <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's just it fuels you even more because you're like wow like they came from that and now they're doing this and like that's really powerful I think 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially in America, like we're all a fan of the underdog. And I think it's like part of it's because like we see a little bit of ourselves in that, you know, like we see whatever struggles we've had in our life and like we see them achieving things. So we're like, oh, we're the underdog. Like mm-hmm. we could do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Now that you say it, I do realize that we like the underdog a lot. Movies <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like TV shows, we're always rooting for the underdog. I didn't realize that until you just said that. <laughs> That's really true, actually. But, yeah. Okay, so we are on our last question. If there's one piece of advice that you could leave or impart your wisdom to our listeners, <laughs> what would it be? What would you tell them? Wow, these are really hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> just ha- pounding them out at the end, huh? <laughs> Gosh. I think the biggest thing, and this is something that I'm definitely still like working through and trying to understand as well. Um, but the biggest thing would be know your worth, like, especially with the rise of like social media and all of that, people are always trying to tell you what you're worth. And often I find it's not accurate. Like the explanation of your worth is not accurate. And so understand that you are worthy apart from what other people say th- say or think of you. Mm-hmm. You're worthy apart of your career. You're worthy apart from the grade that you receive on that exam. You're worthy apart from um, how handsome your husband is or how handsome your boyfriend is. Like you're worthy or whether you have a like significant other or not, mm-hmm. you're worthy regardless of the number of friends you have. Um, like you're worthy because you are inherently worthy. Um, and I think understanding that is so important because, um, it just gives you freedom. Like you don't have to be anything but who you are and being who you are, you are worthy regardless. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, really good because when you realize that you're, you're worthy and you're enough, um, you stop worrying about those things that you were just talking about, like, mm-hmm. like the followers, or if you look pretty enough, or, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that if you realize your worth. So I think, yeah, that's a great piece of advice to leave for them. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still struggle with it, but something that I'm working on every day and I think it's important to live by. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, every day that's, that's a everyday thing. You don't just like do it once and you're like, okay, like I'm good. I'm enough. <laughs> that's an everyday battle, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's definitely important. Okay. So where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you, like on social media or something? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram handle is Morgan Pinchy, M-O-R-G-A-N-P-I-N-C-H-I-E. Um, that's funny. The last part of that, um, I was actually at a hotel and my last name is Pence. Uh-huh. And so it says, my name is Morgan Pence, but my handle is Morgan Pinchy. Um, I was at a hotel and someone was like, oh, are you like from Italy? So your name's Pinche. <laughs> No, but uh, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's stuck. So my Instagram handle, um, that's where you can find me. Um, Embrace it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Embrace everything. (laughs) Morgan (laughs) Pinche. Okay, well, it was great having you on my show as my second guest. Ben was my first. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. And yeah, you asked some really good questions, and I love it. Always. Um, love good conversation so mm-hmm. all right well i will talk to you later bye lady <gasps>
Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, hey, me again. Did you like that episode? Honestly, Morgan is one of my favorite people in the world. I hope you guys liked what she had to say. If you liked this podcast, go ahead and leave it a review in iTunes. That helps other people find it. And if you have any ideas for other podcast episodes, please drop me an email. It's serenahess at gmail.com. Until next time, friends, keep staying positive and chasing after whatever you want to achieve.